Hey, welcome to Veripod, a podcast for creators by Vero Creative Agency. I'm Francesca, and every episode I'll be sitting down with creative experts and asking them all the things you've ever wanted to know. Hello, and welcome back to Veripod. Today we have Fifi Oralaja, who's the director at London Beauty Agency. Hello, Fifi. Hi, how are you, Francesca? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for coming today. Thanks how are for you? Me. No, I'm good, I'm good. Um, I've been working from home like the rest of the world, pretty much. So Unprecedented times and all I that. Know, I know. <laughs> so it's nice to come out and like put a bit of slap on just to, you know, film and record. Great. So we've got so much to cover today, so I want to just get straight into it. Mm-hmm. If you start off just by telling us about yourself, what you do, and how you came about like starting up London Beauty Agency. Yeah, so um, my career, like my media career, started right. about nine, ten years ago. You're not um, that old, are you? Baby <laughs> <laughs> face on that. Mo- keep moisturised. Um, yeah, so I started in journalism about nine, ten years ago. Yeah. Um, I went to City University, mm. um, did a journalism degree, and then jumped straight into um, work experience, working at um, tabloid magazines and, and newspapers, which is all fun, until mm. it got to the point where I'd hear a lot of journalists complain about not having enough money to pay their rent <laughs> right so i was like right okay i need to this ain't it this ain't it <laughs> this is really not my kind i like nice things yeah so i need to start mo- making moves um and then i decided to jump ship and work in pr right so um i worked for a few um top london agencies um who looked after fashion and beauty brands from misguided mm. to sleek makeup to barry m um and we did a little bit of sort of sports and lifestyle brands as well so like usa pro and lonsdale and that was really exciting and fun Mm. um but the you need really really thick skin in pr right you really you really need thick skin so i've heard um but it it taught me a lot you know working for those agencies because it was really fast-paced and a lot of the times um, as an account executive or an account manager, you'd be juggling several clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know what, I do so, I give so much of myself to these uh, big brands. Um, it would be nice to maybe step away and work for smaller, less established brands. Right. Um, and, you know, be a part of their their growth. Yeah. Um, and just try my own thing. So about five years ago, um, I left and you know, was looking after a few up and coming brands mm-hmm. um, and paid quite a lot of attention to black owned businesses as well. Okay. Who I felt at the time were really struggling with understanding what PR was and how it would benefit them. Yeah. Um, and I also dabbled in different types of, I would call myself business curious. Right. So That's a good word. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So um, I dabbled in a few like business ideas and um, launched a few businesses. Some were hits, some were misses. Yeah. And a couple I sold on. Mm. And then um, it got to about um, two years ago, so 2018, around the time of my engagement or after my engagement. And I would um, speak to a lot of uh, makeup artists and hairstylists during my bridal trial. Right. And um, I felt like just in conversation, I felt like a lot of them had very similar pain points. Yeah. Which was that they were struggling to be the CEO of their own businesses mm-hmm. and also their own accountant, their own 
assistant, you know, the social media manager. Yeah. It was a lot to handle, mm-hmm. it was a lot to juggle. Um, and I felt like a lot of them didn't really know how to get things like press coverage or collaborations or yeah. even how to negotiate their fees when it came to collaborations with, yeah. you know, more established brands, mm-hmm. which was interesting because I'd worked in all of those different areas. On the other side, of course. On the other side, yeah. as a journalist who was looking for stories, yeah. um, as a PR person who was looking for, you know, um, influencers or, or tribe leaders to collaborate with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of just in converse, you know, in conversation, in friendly conversation, I'd give them like a little bit of advice and mm-hmm. here, and here, here and there. Um, so I, you know, this became like quite a big thing in my mind, you know, like there's these, um, up and coming, uh, influencers and, and beauty entrepreneurs who were struggling to, um, elevate to the next stage of yeah. their careers so I partnered up with a girl called Eleanor mm-hmm. who's currently on maternity leave with Aww. the most gorgeous little boy and um, she you know we'd just have like general catch ups over brunch and she'd talk to me about her journey um, from journalism to PR we actually studied in the same at the same university right? and um, she would speak about you know she would say oh didn't you notice like in PR we didn't really represent you know, women of colour or, like, artists of colour. It yeah. was always quite, like, Caucasian-y, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's funny because she's actually um, Greek, you know. Yeah. Um, but she noticed that the diversity was very, very little, very, very slim. Yeah. So we put our heads together and decided to birth London Beauty Agency, basically. Right. Um, and that's where the origin started. But I suppose, like with a lot of new businesses, we kind of wanted to... Um, solve all the problems at once yeah yeah uh, which wasn't which wasn't necessarily like the right way to go about it mm-hmm. but um, I'm quite proud in that right now it's a very refined business um, and we know who we're helping and what we're looking to achieve you found your niche sort of found our yeah niche that's great like speaking of London Beauty Agency there might be people listening or watching who've literally never heard of you don't know what you do so let us know about London Beauty Agency a little bit more what do you do? What does your typical client look like? Just mm. talk us through that a little bit. Sure. So um, at London Beauty Agency, we we're basically a small, uh, like a boutique hub of uh, beauty entrepreneurs and mm. people who, a bit like me, are business curious right. and um, in get excited about business growth. Right. Um, and a bit like you too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get excited about business growth, um, but we essentially work under three departments. What I call book it. Uh, flaunt it and launch it right so the book it is uh, similar to what you would what you would expect any agency to do so we um, connect um, beauty professionals um, to commercial opportunities editorial opportunities right a little bit of vip work as well mm-hmm. um, and then under the flaunt it um, that's where it's all pr and marketing mm-hmm. so um showing teaching and and um supporting artists or like any beauty professional Mm -hmm. in um elevating their business through media representation um or media coverage rather and also um collaborating with brands Mm -hmm. and then with the launch it which is something that we're developing um now is uh the creation of products Mm -hmm. so um mainly digital products um um, owned by uh, these beauty professionals right. and beauty entrepreneurs and um, that's 
the part I'm probably most excited about, yeah. to be honest, because it's a lot to do with equity and not just collaborating with brands. You yeah. know, it's like owning something yeah. that can be available uh, globally, you know, yeah. because it is a digital product. I'm, I'm with you as well. Like, I'm very passionate about women taking up um, a bit more ownership in a digital space, getting a little bit more um, digitizing our products, our services, mm. and what we do, and, and being a little bit more innovative and thinking outside the box mm. in that sense. But I wanted to ask you actually so, of course, you've got an agency, you have loads of, you know, people coming to you for help, uh, for assistance, or maybe some consultation or advice. What, when your clients approach you, like, what sort are the sorts of problems that they have? Like, what are their, like, pain points what bits do they always get stuck on mm. that, that you found like what's the common occurrences or themes yeah. that you found of course that's a good question um so um i'll take it back a step so our right. typical client kind of um so beauty professionals come in se several different forms so you've right, got your course. makeup artist your hairstylist your nail technician your male groomer yep your skin doctor um but we usually work with people that when there's not really a criteria or yeah. requirement, but it's I get excited about working with people with hearts, you know, so yeah. people that want to yeah. um, disrupt the industry yeah. or they want to um, make a difference of some sort. And mm -hmm. they're also excited about uh, business acumen, you know, and yeah. just like grow. Um, but we found that a lot of the talents that we were speaking to mm -hmm. um, over the last couple of years um, struggle with first time management um and also understanding the different types of marketing people marketing is a word that's thrown out there a lot you know i know that word trust me yeah, it's, like, oh, yeah. it's social media marketing yeah it's journalism marketing yeah yeah, like, yeah what is marketing so i think there's like um a definitely a need to clarify those blurred lines okay and um knowing why they are using certain platforms um, but I also found that uh, most of the talents that we speak to struggle with um, knowing how to secure those more valuable clients. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, and on a, on a general level, mm. like you must almost like give the same types of advice, as you said, like to people, a lot of people that come up with that. Mm that kind of issue is in I'm a makeup artist, I'm a nail artist, mm. I'm, a, I'm a hair artist, uh, and I really want to appeal to, you know, the bigger brands or, you know, the bigger names, the bigger labels. What tips would you give right from the beginning from an, for an up-and-coming person um, who is a professional and who wants to work with a big brand? What tips would you give in terms of how they present themselves, how, how they do their work? Like, throw some gems for anybody listening. Throw some gems. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so I always say um, if you are looking to um, appeal to, say, a makeup brand, right. um, for, me, for me and what I see work successfully is to focus on um, understanding what the brand's you want to approach or you want to approach you like to see okay so um if you feel like you're going to be the go-to person for cut creases mm -hmm. you know you're not gonna try to do something that is going to um maybe appeal only to like charlotte tilbury do you know what i mean like it's you more have about a soft glam type of exactly, person okay yeah. right so be brave enough to um 
refine your niche. Yes. You know, to yes. start off with. That's a good piece of advice, yeah, definitely. I think to, to refine to be brave enough to refine it and then yeah. you, you can you can appeal um quite instantly to certain types of brands. Yeah. You know, you've got the cut creases, you've got the soft glows, yeah. you've got, you know, the bold lips, you've yeah. got um stage makeup. There's very different types of beauty mm -hmm. so if you can um yeah narrow down what you want to deliver and then make sure that you are consistent in in uh, delivering those looks yeah um and you're bound to be spotted or yeah. at least you're um you know when you're submitting an application or you're, you're submitting a request for products or collaborations yeah. it makes sense it yeah. needs to make sense I definitely agree with you and um, finding a niche is something that I speak about a lot um, in and, and I like the way you, you phrase it because you said be bold enough um, to pick a niche and it is actually uh, a thing of courage, it is a thing of courage especially when you're starting up because you want to appeal to the masses, you want to cast your, your net out as wide as you can and see oh am I going to catch a fish here or and wh what happens is you end up catching boots mm. <laughs> and uh, you know um, rubbish mm -hmm. uh, and so it's it's not necessarily about how wide you can be it's about how the depth of it so be being bold enough to be like some people are going to look at my makeup and be like this is not for me right. and that's fine right. because i'm here for the people who love to draw butterflies or you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. on their eyeshadow i'm here yeah. for the people who use gems yeah. i'm here for the people you know who've got oily skin or who've got matte skin or who've got who've got you know acne and all of these type of things so definitely building a niche um it doesn't help you in uh, in the fact that it doesn't appeal to everybody but you don't want to appeal to everybody right. you want to be that go-to for whatever it is that you're that you're building yourself up um as an expert for yeah, which absolutely. is a which is a really great tip um but you must also have some people who are not beginners well established they've been in the game five years 10 years 15 years as makeup artists doing bridal and, and you know touring and having lots of um clientele across the country but they still need to like take their business to the next level mm. they still need to as you said get more income um they, they still need to di diversify their portfolio mm. um a little bit so what kinds of advice would you give to them trying to reach out to those um uh high profile clients that they clearly have the expertise to be able to work with mm. yes uh that is a good question and um i feel like a lot of uh, makeup artists or hairstylists who have been in the game for several years um, kind of hit that glass ceiling or that plateau. Yeah, when yeah, and I they, agree. Yeah, and they get really like quite deflated and exhausted and, you know, lose sight of what's next. Mm -hmm. um, but my first thing is that, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is to stop doing what other um, competitors are doing. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I think you can get yourself trapped in that yeah. sort of cycle of, oh, but they did it, so yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, it can get, um, you can lose yourself really easily. Yeah. So um, to combat that, I would say try and look for a mentor, you know, somebody even more elite that you look up to. That's a good point. Um, even if it's uh, an internet mentor, you yeah, know, yeah. like somebody that um, it might not be uh, a fellow. Uh, artists or talent beauty talent in the same city or even the same country it could be yeah. someone from America like we have those capabilities to to you know reach connect, out to yeah. people and connect exactly so 
um, don't sit there on your high horse thinking, okay, I'm not going to ask for help because yeah. people are going to look at me some sort of way. But you know, find find the next um, the next level up yeah. and tap into that rather than um, copying your peers. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is with most industries anyway it's it's an investment you have to invest in yourself and invest in you know um the product you're learning yeah yeah so invest and your investment might mean that you actually pay an assistant you know to reply to your emails your investment might be um your time so actually contacting an agency for instance and saying do you have any talents that i can um assist with you know or any jobs that i can assist with yeah so you know, you might not be getting paid the the figures that you are used to getting paid but it's having that job on your cv or your portfolio that yeah. can look great yeah and um what happens is that um most of the time when a production team reaches out to us or or whatnot they'll want to know if that artist has worked what kind of sets that artist has worked on yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah. even if it was that one job that you assisted on and they just happened to be doing Naomi Campbell you could say you know oh I worked on this advert and it was you know for this celebrity or this channel yeah um and it just looks good for your your own CV yeah um what else what are the GMs I mean you you've you've given some some good gems and just on a personal note as well when you Mm -hmm. said about not looking about what other people in your field are doing for me, I've actually had to unfollow people. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, people that, you know, own marketing agencies and not for any, but they're literally killing it. Mm. They're doing bits. They're going in. And I'm thinking, oh, I want to do that. Mm. Oh, I want to do that. I wanna. But it takes away from your originality. It takes away from your creativity. If you follow somebody, you're always going to be behind. Mm. You, you know, you, you don't you don't give yourself to be, to the, the space to create in your own unique way because you're you're still trying to be, a different version of right you know you're like even putting your twist on something is still uh adapting to to another person's type of model or on another person's uh you know content or strategy or, or wherever it may be so i have found myself personally being like yeah unfollow mm-hmm. like because i just i just want a fresh and clear mind and i don't like it we, we have competitors of course it's it's natural it's normal um but just giving yourself that space to breathe and be confident in your abilities and, and right. doing things from a from a blank page yeah. is always um, that bit better. Mm. Um, and as you said, with, with uh, mentorships and with self-development, uh, we actually have got a, a brilliant episode coming out uh, where we spoke to um, MCM London's co-founder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was he actually drops a lot of gems. But in that episode, he, he told us there's no way your business is going to level up if the business owner himself or herself is not leveling up, oh, you know? 100%. So if if you're connecting with mentors, if you're doing your research, if you're reading books, if naturally you transfer that over to your business as yeah. well, which which echoes a lot of what you've said, um, which I totally, um, totally agree on because um, in, in this age, mm. there are a lot of creatives. Mm. There are a lot of small business owners. We're, we're, we're getting more into the non-traditional routes. Um, to to success um but on that note if you had to give three pieces just short and snappy pieces key pieces of advice for anybody in the beauty industry be it makeup artist be it hair artist to stand out what would the, what would this if you had like a 
two minute conversation with them. You're in an elevator <laughs> and they said, you know what, Fifi, I just need you to give me three things that are gonna help me stand out in the beauty industry. What would you say? No pressure. Mm, <laughs> what would I say? Um, I would say, well, uh, picking up on the point that you said, learn, like yeah. keep leveling up. Yeah. So it's only, once you get past like your university degree or your master's, yeah. you, you fall right into um, the university of life. You know, you have to keep learning. Yeah. You have to want to learn yeah. um, and practice, you know. So that's definitely a key thing because without that, you will you will just stay on the same level. Yeah, um, well, you'll fall behind, actually. You'll fall behind, yeah. exactly. So um, just make sure that you are learning anything from... Um, periodic makeup and you know what's mm. what's next on the catwalk and i, I yeah. think th this is something that we don't see we're not seeing a lot of yet mm -hmm. you know like um the the makeup artists that we love and you know love to follow um are they looking at what's next yes you know, are they forecasting yes. the, the looks you know so um i think if you're learning what has been and what's to come then you're definitely up there mm -hmm. um the other thing i'd say is being consistent mm, that's a good um, one that's yeah. a really good one consistency is so key um and it doesn't necessarily mean like posting every day or right. like putting a story up every day there's yeah. different types of marketing so again it goes back to the learning thing you know um discover email marketing discover yeah. um sales funnels mm -hmm. and all these other things it's it's a lot to do with learning but also um, staying consistent with it mm -hmm. um the third and final i will say is being available mm -hmm. um to op knowing when to say no and knowing when to say yes okay but, yeah um, availability is is such a key thing because that's when you can say yes to a networking event or you can um be brave enough to be like to, to, to come up with new ideas, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. um, and pitch to press and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and, you know, <laughs> you've probably seen this a lot when you're trying to book, say, a, a hairstylist to make you a wig and then their bio is like, no DMs, yeah. no... E <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And oh, so the whole no DMs palaver. And no it's like, DMs, why? No, uh, oh, um, what do they call it? Lateness fee. Yeah, Don't come yeah, with your yeah, child yeah, yeah. If you miss this, and like, and and so do, do you know what? It it is really aggressive because you know, especially when they use that red um emoji red X, X. It's like no um, DMs, no plus ones, no children. Wash why, your hair. Why shouting? Don't drink water. <laughs> like you're like ah. like it. And yeah. and and I actually um I actually move away from negative terms when I'm trying to invite somebody to do something. Exactly. And I think people should should be more that way even if you don't want dms because mm. myself i don't even have that many followers sometimes dms are messy did i reply to did i know i forgot yeah. um so even if you prefer email uh bookings say that you prefer email bookings rather than having no dms in caps with a, with a red x yeah. <laughs> and that's how a lot of people miss opportunities yeah you know, because yeah. it might just be um kelly Rowland's assistant that you know wanted to drop you a dm but yeah, yeah availability is is definitely key yeah um so um what's in store like what can we expect from the london beauty agency you've spoken a lot about some of the amazing things that you've done and that you do with your clients but for those who want to continue and follow you on this journey like what can we expect on the next six months or the next year <laughs> let us know a whole year <laughs> okay um okay so we have um we are developing the uh, launch it department so yeah as you um, spoke that's about. Gonna, yeah so that's going to entail 
the first major project that we're launching is a digital um, course for up and coming um, makeup artists. Right. Um, and that is a, um, a project where we're bringing together 15 to 20 educators um, mm. who are going to talk about the practical side of makeup, so like flawless application on clients, mm -hmm. um, and then also the, the business theory to yeah. it. So um, how to set up your business, how mm. to run a masterclass, how to diversify your income, how to use Pinterest, how to monetize YouTube. Right. Um, you know, all of these. All the good stuff. All the good <laughs> stuff, you know, um, and it's very different to a 12 minute YouTube video that you'll, s you know, that you might watch. It's yeah. actually school. Right. So it's 30 to 40 hours worth of video learning, learning wow. at your own pace, 12 week course. Um, and it really takes you from beginner to um, pro or to from pro to um, mega pro. <laughs> I love yeah. that term, mega pro. Yeah. Um, so where can we find out more about you? Like, where do you live? Are you oh. on social media? You, what's your website? Just drop so. all, we're gonna, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll put all the links below, but uh, for anybody who's listening as well, just let us know where where to find you. Yeah, so um, my personal um, Instagram is pp underscore London. Mm -hmm. um, you can find everything to do with the agency at londonbeauty.agency, mm -hmm. and that's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, although we're very quiet on Twitter at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and we can I'll help you with that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and our website is also londonbeauty.agency. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there we are. Great. It's been a great episode. It I've is. learned so much. I hope our viewers and listeners have as well. Um, and I hope to have you back one day, maybe, for an update. Yes, please. Thank you I so much. That. Great. For listening, if you want to connect with us, hit us up on Instagram at Vero Creative Agency or write to us on Twitter at Vero Agency. Oh, and another thing, if you like the podcast, please leave a review on your podcast player or tell a friend about it. Until next time, thank you again for listening and we'll see you soon. <laughs>